Hello and welcome to the Sports Technology Podcast. In this episode, we speak with Mari Thomas, founder of Mari, a company known for its award-winning sports bras. This is a great story of someone needing a better sports product and having the technical background, skills, and drive to make it happen, and then taking another giant step turning it into a business. We recorded this discussion in the second half of 2020, so keep that in mind for the date references. Check out her website at maarie.com and find more episodes at sportstechnologypodcast.com. Enjoy. Welcome, Mari. Would you like to start by just uh, giving a, a brief introduction to your to your company and to your product as it stands now? Yeah, of course. So uh, I'm Mari, the founder of Mari, spelled two different ways, just in case that's not confusing enough for people. Um, and I started uh, my sports bra brand um, about ooh, nearly two years ago now. Uh, it was when my first collection came out. And what makes my sports bras different to any other sports bras out there is uh, the integration of what I call the overband technology. And basically, what that does is reduces upward motion of breasts when you're active uh, rather than just concentrating on downwards motion which I know a lot of uh, sports bra companies and sports bra testing has been focusing on in the past and what I'm doing is kind of tackling the problem from a different angle literally Um, so yeah I'm just kind of trying to take that step further in terms of support um, especially for women with kind of bigger breasts to yeah just feel more supported and uh, yeah, more confident when they're active. All right. You said you you launched it two years ago. How much? How many years before that? Or how much time before that did you did you kind of start with the idea? And how did that how did that first yes. come into? So that was probably about two years before that as well. And um, because I was actually working for um, a TomTom, a wearables brand before that, um, and uh, it was kind of while. Uh, things uh, it was while I was working there that I kind of thought of the idea because in that job uh, I was running a lot and needing a sports bra quite often and so it was still playing on the back of my mind really so I kind of started working on it like uh, when I came home from the office you know you know on weekdays and on weekends um, just kind of playing with this idea that kept kind of gnawing away at me in in the back of my head really I just thought that there was a better solution out there so I started working on that a little bit not being able to give it obviously my full attention so uh, I was developing prototypes and testing out uh, some ideas uh, at home at the time for a couple of years and researching supplies and stuff before I was able to take it fully to market and by that time as well I was uh, you know things had changed at TomTom and I was actually made redundant as well so uh whole kind of department left at that point as well so it kind of felt like the stars aligned a little bit yeah can you talk more about that switch to 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 doing something on your on your own i mean you're you're kind of you had the idea you're working on it kind of part times nights and weekends and what was that decision making like yeah so uh, i've spoken to other kind of founders along the way and i know that a lot of them have said like, oh, I just really wanted to work for myself and I didn't want to take orders from other people. And I understand that, um, but that wasn't my drive at all, really. Um, It was just that I had this sports bra idea. It was something I thought worked really well for myself. And it was just such a different solution out there that I kind of just felt like I needed to share this with other women uh, and bring this to market kind of thing, just because I just felt like it was such a good solution and other women out there were 
there was there were so many other women who were complaining of the same issues that I was suffering from. So I just felt like I almost felt obligated to share this with other people, you know. Um, and to do that was kind of by starting a business and and doing this under you know under my brand and stuff. It wasn't it wasn't really kind of a I wanted to work on myself kind of thing, even though that is a nice perk, but that wasn't really the main drive for it. It was just kind of sharing an idea basically. Were you able to create then a, a working prototype just by yourself at home with this, a sewing machine, whatever that, that you felt really that like you, you preferred over traditional garments? Yeah. Yeah. And I have to admit, I'm not like, I'm not the world's best sewer or anything, but yeah, I had a sewing machine at home and literally what I did, I, um, I kind of knew in my head what I, what it would look like and how I would achieve my solution. But I went round to um, uh, charity shops and actually bought belts at the time. So I kind of straight line belts and I had some, uh, you know, I had a lot of bras in my collection because um, as you know, I used to work uh, as a sports broadcaster at Loughborough University before, uh, you know, um, at the start of my career. And so I had some sports bras in my collection, which I was like, okay, this is, almost there and this is a pretty good bra and it would just work so much better i just felt like a lot of the solutions that i had um with something over the top to reduce upward motion so that's when i took belts and i kind of uh, cut them into a shape where they were more curved so they would kind of um go with the shape of my body a bit more and then i would sew them onto uh, existing bras to see how much it improved the performance of that bra uh, i would make them attachable and detachable uh, so that you know you could test it with and without the solution on and then go for a run and just like basically do it off of my how I felt at the time um, as kind of a baseline test and even just by that I could feel how much it improved the performance. And what do you look for when when you're running with one of your bras or your garments what's the is it a feel difference do you is it the soreness? What's, what's kind of the, the metrics that you were, were looking for to improve? So for me, what I would notice, like all of this obviously started with, I didn't feel like my bras were good enough. Uh, you know, the, when I was going out and running with other people's uh, sports bras on and how I would feel, uh, you know, how I came to this decision was sometimes I would just hover my hands above my chest while I was running um, or sometimes you catch, you know, your reflection in a mirror and you think, oh, I'm passing window and think there's a lot more motion going on there than I realized. But mainly for me is by placing my hands over my chest and just seeing how much motion was still there. And a lot of the time, sometimes you were obliv oblivious to as well. There's so much motion that you can just feel on its own. But then if you place your hands over the top of your chest as well and just see how much more there is again, it's, it does really kind of shock you a little bit. So it just felt like to me that I wasn't comfortable with how much motion was going on because sometimes I just felt like it affects my gait, my running gait as well. So, you know, when you, you know, hit the floor with your foot, it's not till, you know, a certain amount of time later, you know, that sometimes your, your breasts don't hit the, you know, the lowest point that they're gonna be hitting during that motion as well. So the, uh, you know, the motion of your feet to, you know, sometimes your boobs aren't in a line sometimes. So it's just kind of bringing them closer together so that they are, running and moving with each other. It sounds like a much more uh, in, intuitive and perception-based approach than um, some, of the, some of the testing I've, I've seen or heard about uh, in, in labs, for example. And uh, I wonder how, where you see value in, in the two different types of testing and, and um, like uh, if, if you had a big lab in your backyard and you're 
garage or something. Do you think, do you think that would have helped or do you think you were able to kind of go off of feeling to find the, I mean, the feelings are difficult to quantify anyway. So sometimes that's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah, I definitely see merit in having both. So, for example, like in a lab, when I used to work in a lab, um, you could probably see that, you know, the, the incremental um, improvements that you can be doing. So before, I, you know, when I have been testing in a lab, uh, where even I've been the subject, I've been running on a treadmill for a few minutes, then I jump off, someone would sew something, uh, you know, to improve the bra a little bit more, and then you jump on and run again and see how much that would improve and just incremental improvements like that will, will lead to a big improvement that you know you might necessarily be able to figure out just by feeling however there's also the other side to that where you know the customer isn't going to have a lab to, to figure out which bra works for them they have to do it you know sometimes just a few seconds in a changing room um, and so you know you have to make sure that you know that that very first impression that the customer gets of your sports bra, that first few, that first couple of minutes is going to be what they base their decision on and how they're going to judge if it, you know, if it feels right, if they feel comfortable in it, is it too tight? So there's definitely merit in, in both sides of it. And at the end of the day, if the person feels comfortable uh, in their bra and feels supportive, then that's, you know, that is the main goal. So it's just about kind of getting more and more women feeling more supported um, and, you know, having better solutions because, there are a lot of people out there complaining about sports bras. So it's definitely a, an, an area that, need, that I felt needed a lot of improvement. Yeah, and you have an amazing story and, and very motivational just in terms of where you've taken it from an idea always to, to something physical and something you're selling. You know, after you, you have the idea, you kind of move on from, from TomTom and you've got kind of that motivation to, and, and drive and, and commitment to, to start building the company. What was that journey like to to get to a product that you put on the shelves, put online to to sell? Yeah, I mean, it's, there's definitely some highs and some lows. Um, I I it's all about kind of using your time well, I suppose, because um, you don't have a lot of time if you're working two jobs to you know focus your time 100 percent on uh, you know your new project, and it's all about trying to utilize the spare time that you have, like contacting suppliers. Um, going to visit the right people, going to trade shows if you need to, um, organizing prototypes and uh, things like that. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely about like time management and stuff. And uh, I was fortunate enough in the end not to have to, you know, pick that moment where I leave one job for the other. Uh, it came it came down to it at the end of the day where, um, you know, I was made redundant. So I was kind of, and it gave me that push that I needed because it wasn't that I didn't like my last job. I, I loved my last job as well. I just I just felt like this was kind of my calling a little bit. And I just felt like there was, there was this idea did have legs in it, I suppose. So uh, it's just felt like something I needed to do. And that motivation alone is what kind of what's kept me going, especially, you know, in the lows where you, you're struggling to find a supplier or the prototype you thought would work doesn't quite work in the way that you should, or, you know, improving it uh, as you go along is, you know, you just have to keep yourself motivated because, you know, of that end goal that you keep picturing. So uh, yeah, it's been, I've, I've loved every minute of it, to be honest, even, even the lows. <laughs> And what was it like to get your first customer, get your first sale? Oh, it was very cool. <laughs> and just feel such a responsibility because you think, oh my God, this is like my idea in my head that I've had for such a while. And, you know, I thought it was a good idea and I've, I've designed it to based on my needs. And, you know, you ask people along the way and you get testers, but to have someone who doesn't know you spend their money, to, you know, on something that, you know, you've done and you have no idea who they are 
it's just such a responsibility and you just feel like, oh God, I hope they love it as much as I do. So it was, it was very cool and very scary at the same time. If you just type in Mari into Google there, there's your, your website, of course, but uh, loads of positive reviews from uh, all different like running magazines. Certainly got some, some excellent well-deserved praise. Um, no, thanks. Is, is running the, the kind of the, I guess, the most difficult challenge for a, for a sports bar? Are there other, other emotions or activities that you, that you also consider? Um, well, it's, it's just more about, I think, in the past, um, sports bra manufacturers have concentrated mostly on running, I feel, and, you know, and, and mostly on downward motion because, you know, that, that is, you know, a very important direction. You don't want, you know, the Cooper's ligament to stretch. You know, you don't want your boobs to hurt at all when they're pulling, you know, they're pulling downwards. So I was kind of more thinking of it of a more... Um, you know, think about it from more angles and having, you know, more directions uh, considered in the motion because your boobs do move in a three-dimensional figure of eight. And so it's important that we try and reduce the motion in every direction because your boobs do move in every direction. And so, you know, when you do things like high-intensity circuits, then your boobs are going to move in every direction. Whereas in something like running, it's more of a, a repetitive motion and you can probably, you know, figure out in what, direction your boobs are going to be moving during a run like like i said in a figure of eight but in something like high intensity circuits it's going to be you know in more different directions so that's what i'm trying to do is trying to tackle it in uh, in more directions so it kind of covers a greater range of motion i suppose and with your customer set now how much of your job is not only telling them about your product but also educating them about different ways to articulate feel and kind of what they're kind of missing out in current yeah products. absolutely so like obviously when i first started this journey i thought to myself oh, i'm going to design a bra and it's going to be you know this, this is what I'm, I, I'm all about designing bras and, and you know giving bra solutions out there and selling bras um but you know a couple of years later now and i've realized that's you know i did that ages ago <laughs> it's now a couple of years later uh it, i haven't I haven't done much of that since really it's more about customer service and definitely uh the more the time has gone on education is definitely the kind of bigger role I feel like I'm playing now because I, I suppose I didn't really realize it at the time of how much knowledge I had of the sports bra industry and um and yeah and how how many women just don't know sometimes how to even measure their bra size it's such a bit of a minefield but you don't really get taught it in school or anything like that so it was really interesting to kind of transfer what I've known onto the website as best as I can so that people can better understand you know, the world that I've learned about. So that's really kind of been the, the more interesting side of it and a bit that I wasn't really expecting. So that's quite cool. Thinking about the variety of people in the world, I guess there's, there's one technical challenge to, to come up with something that works for you and then another to make it like a commercial product. But um, how, how, do you, how do you consider scaling um, in different sizes and, and kind of accommodating the different body shapes? Yeah, so there's definitely, um, you know, a divide when it comes to, you know, even breast size alone. People with smaller breasts uh, will tend to kind of look for certain things in a sports bra, with, whereas people with larger breasts will look for other aspects. Um, and, you know, there's, you know, there's such a variety of bras out there as well. There's encapsulation, compression bras, you know, ones with the zip up the front because some people can't reach around the back and things like that. So there's such a variety of bras to bring out, not to mention when you come to like maternity bras and nursing bras as well. So there's just so many um, options that you can kind of delve into and things I'm still looking to learn more about maternity bras being one of them because 
that's not a field I'm overly familiar with at this point in my life. So that's definitely something I would uh, love to explore, especially as I've heard from my customers that that's such a field that's not been, um, you know, there's, there's not a lot of options out there. Um, so there's definitely a, you know, a larger variety of bras to be, you know, tackling. <laughs> and with the kind of latest and COVID and, and all that, how has that impacted your business? Oh God, <laughs> yeah. it's, um, it's been uh, quite a challenge. I mean, I, I did know that, you know, you're going to have challenges with uh, starting a, a brand and things, but who'd have seen this coming? Um, so yeah, it's been quite a challenge because in February of this year, I was due to have uh, more product coming in. Um, unfortunately, then the pandemic hit and uh, not to mention then a few um, months later, uh, it reached Italy, which is where my fabric comes from. So then uh, Italy was all shut down as well. And obviously being a, a very small brand, you kind of get put to the bottom of the queue a little bit when things start to open back up. So they are on their way again. Um, and I, I completely sold out in March. So I have been a few months now without any product, uh, without any sales coming in, which has been a bit, um, bit of a challenge. But luckily, because I'm quite small, um, I've been you know, quite cautious with my overhead. So I haven't got many costs uh, to take care, about, uh, take care of. So I've been able to weather the storm. And hopefully again in September, I will have products back in and fully restocked. So can't wait. <laughs> my wife's super excited. I've been telling her about all about your story and showing her the website and stuff. So she's, she's pumped. It's very oh, <laughs> <bless. nice>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so kind of her. <laughs> You've kind of been working more on the um, customer relations, I guess, education. Is there, a, is there a next technical development that you have on the horizon or um, maybe one of those other, um, other bras or applications that you'd like to tackle next? There is certainly, um, I do have a couple of bras in mind that I'd like to kind of design next. Uh, unfortunately, they've been put on, you know, kind of a, a pause until the pandemic subsides and, I would have loved to have been a few months more ahead by this point. Unfortunately, I'm just looking to restock right now and then work on uh, new designs as soon as the restocking is back in. I can kind of uh, place my mind elsewhere and, and start thinking about uh, future opportunities again. So fingers crossed, I'll have some more designs coming out at some point, maybe next year. <laughs> and are you thinking of grow growing the business beyond you as well? Oh, I, th I, I mean, I would love to. I think um, I'm, I've always... I've, I'm quite a cautious person, I think. So I'm not, um, you know, looking to get someone for the sake of it or anything. I, I feel like as, as I'm about to break <laughs> um, in terms of, uh, you know, what I'm able to achieve on my own, that's when I will uh, definitely be adding more people to the team. Um, I think I, it was kind of the plan to have someone by the end of this year. Um, however, now because of the pandemic, I think it'll probably be next year, but I think I'm definitely going to need some help at some point because, uh, is, uh, yeah, I'm uh, quite stretched as it is at the moment. So looking forward to that point too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure amazing opportunity for, for someone to join the team. And I mean, I resonate with that a lot and that's kind of how I've started my business and staying very lean and, <laughs> yes, and kind yes. of cautious, like you were saying. Absolutely. So as we kind of get to the end here, what, what's kind of one thing that you want kind of your customers or people experience? exploring their next sports bra purchase to know and to think about as as they go into making that that buy yeah so um i've had a lot of people approach me saying what is the like the one thing that you you know 
if you're giving someone advice on how to look for a good sports bra, what is the one thing you want people to take away from it? And it's actually, I think, something that not a lot of other people would say, other sports bra maybe brands would say, but for me, the key thing is fabric. And what I've come to notice um, when it comes to sports bra performance is that you, if you're looking for something quite high impact, then you want to make sure that the fabric is non-stretch because if the fabric is able to stretch and move, then your boobs are going to be able to move. So, but it's also a good, comp, you know, it's a challenge getting the balance right between a non-stretch fabric and being able to breathe properly. So um, I understand that too, which is why I hope I've achieved that balance with my solidarity bra, uh, my high impact bra. Um, but yeah, fabric is definitely something um, that I, I look out for myself. So if, you know, if the fabric is weak, then the performance just isn't going to be good. Well, thank you, Mari. That was awesome to hear more about your story. And um, if people want to learn more about the product, uh, do you want to just give the website one more time? And, and we'll certainly add it in, in all the links that, um, that we share as well. Sure. That's Mari.com. I spelled M-A-A-R-E-E. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) Thanks again, Mari, and thanks listeners for listening. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas, feel free to reach out at sportstechnologypodcast at gmail.com.